Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Live news conference underway as we learn how exactly authorities by the hundreds, after two weeks, were able to track down and take into custody that escaped killer, Danilo Cavalcante. We know that... Governor Josh Shapiro, who was on scene yesterday holding a news conference, now leading off the Pennsylvania State Police News Conference. Let's take it live. Listen in. Pleased to be able to report that thanks to the extraordinary work of law enforcement officials from here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, our local leaders here in Chester County, and from our federal partners all across this nation, Shortly after 8 a.m., our suspect was captured. I want to say, first and foremost, thank God there were no injuries to law enforcement or to the public. We obviously became deeply concerned after the suspect was able to steal a weapon. He was apprehended this morning with no shots fired. I want to say thank you the dedicated law enforcement professionals from every level who each and every day go out of their homes, leave their families, leave their loved ones to keep us safe. The public over the last 13 days has had a chance to see what excellence in law enforcement means, what true dedicated professionalism is all about. I couldn't be more proud to be standing up here today with these professionals from every level. And while they did extraordinary work, we had a tremendous assist from the public here in Chester County. I want to say thank you to the public for their vigilance. Thank you for the constructive tips that they shared. Thank you for remaining on guard. We recognize this has been a concerning and trying time. For each and every one of you in the region, we want to thank you for your support of law enforcement and for your support of this effort that led to this capture today. I hope the good people of Pennsylvania and indeed the folks all across this nation got a chance to see how government is supposed to work, how law enforcement is supposed to work, where we all come together, where we focus on the mission. And while the women and men up here behind me may wear different uniforms and different badges, we were here with common purpose, and that was to apprehend this suspect and keep people safe. Leading this effort has been the Pennsylvania State Police, 
and I know I'm going to get booed by some of the folks behind me for saying this, I believe they are the finest law enforcement agency in the United States of America, and I could not be more proud to be the governor of this Commonwealth and to have the chance to serve in public service alongside these great leaders in the Pennsylvania State Police. Leading the effort for us is Colonel Christopher Paris, who did yeoman's work overseeing this operation together with Lieutenant Colonel Bivens. All Pennsylvanians, gentlemen, are indebted to you for your bravery, for your courage, and for your tremendous leadership. And with that, it's my honor to bring up the Colonel of the Pennsylvania State Police, Colonel Christopher Paris. Thank you, Governor. I would like to make a few brief comments. I'd like to dedicate those comments to the victims of Cavalcante and their families. At the end of the day, all the people behind me here work for justice and for the victims. A close second to the people of Chester County. We appreciate your support and we appreciate the dedication that you have shown us and the generosity that you have shown us. We are in your debt. Uh, This was a major operation. We know that it has affected your lives, and we're very much uh, appreciative of that support. I'd like to thank the governor and his support of us, uh, not only with his physical presence, but his work in Harrisburg on a daily basis. I'd like to thank the Border Patrol, Customs, the FBI, the Marshals, the ATF, our federal partners. The Chester County District Attorney, Deb Ryan, and her Chief County Detective, Dave Sassa. Our municipal partners, too numerous to mention here, in Chester, Montgomery, Delaware, and Bucks Counties. We could not have done this without without everyone. Uh, I would like to thank, from the bottom of our hearts, the members of the Pomar Lynn Fire Company. I know the media has been in and out of here. Uh, The hospitality that they have shown us the logistics that you need to bring to bear in an operation like this, we we would have been hard-pressed to do that without them being good hosts to us. Lastly, uh, but certainly not least in any way, shape, or form, to the women and men of the Pennsylvania State Police, thank you. Thank you for your hard work and your diligence. Um, This is my third manhunt with Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens. It's not lost on me that it was nine years to the day yesterday for the uh, Blooming Grove ambush. And in all of those uh, operational cycles, there is no person uh, who enjoys more of my trust and confidence. Uh, He was tasked with standing this operation up. My confidence in him is marrow deep. Uh, He is the consummate professional. And I would now like to turn it over to Lieutenant Colonel Bivens to give you the operational rundown of the capture of Cavalcante. Lieutenant Colonel Bivens. You are listening to live coverage here on WPHT. Dawn Stensland here. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Colonel. Pennsylvania State Police, remind, is, just to remind uh, you, had endorsed Governor Josh Shapiro when he was running for governor. A great moment for local law enforcement and certainly a great contrast, if you will, most importantly, to the defund the police movement. Just think about that. Of this team, Let's listen in. This is um, Lieutenant by, Colonel Bivens. Uh, members of various agencies standing with us up here, by others standing throughout this fire hall, and by still more who are out there in the field. So let me give you a few details about how this unfolded. 
As you know, we have been uh, working most recently in a uh, perimeter established in northern Chester County. Last night, shortly after midnight, a series of events started to unfold. First, we, uh, we had a uh, burglar alarm at a residence near Prizer Road within the perimeter. Uh, our people investigated that. Did not, uh, did not find Cavalcante there or anyone else, but it brought, it started to bring some of our people into that area. Uh, we had been searching an area not far from there already with some tactical teams that night. There was uh, an aircraft overhead utilizing uh, FLIR technology and uh, close to 1 a.m. picked up a heat signal that they began to track was west of PA 100 and north of Prizer Road. Tactical teams began to converge on that location where the heat source was moving. Uh, unfortunately, we had a weather system that also came in and we had lightning that was flashing all around and it caused the aircraft to have to depart the area. Tactical teams made a decision to uh, secure that area, that smaller area, as best they could and hold it through the storm and until uh, we could bring additional resources in and bring aircraft back overhead to ensure that we did not have uh, an issue with an escape. That resumed early this morning and shortly after 8 a.m., tactical teams converged on the area where the uh, heat source was they were able to move in very quietly. They had the element of surprise. Cavalcante did not realize he was surrounded until that had occurred. That did not stop him from trying to escape. He began to crawl through thick underbrush, taking his rifle with him as he went. One of the Customs and Border Control teams, Bortac, uh, had a dog with them. They released the dog. Some of our PSP CERT members were also there, had him surrounded. The dog sub subdued him, and team members from both of those teams immediately moved in. He continued to resist, but was uh, forcibly taken into custody. No one was injured as a result of that. Excuse me. He did sustain uh, a minor bite wound. Uh, we had uh, medical uh, personnel at the scene, and they, uh, they took a look at that. Cavalcante was, as I said, taken into custody. He was transported to our Avondale station for further processing and interview, and he will ultimately be transferred to a state correctional institute where he will be housed and begin to serve his life sentence. In just a few minutes, I'll open this up to some questions, but I, uh, before I do that, I want to turn this over to one of our, our very close partners, District Attorney Deb Ryan. I know she would like to say a few words. And again, then we'll be happy to take your questions following that. Good. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel Bivens. Today is a great day here in Chester County. Our nightmare is finally over and the good guys won. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of the first responders for their tireless and dedicated efforts in bringing this fugitive to justice. They worked around the clock and we are deeply grateful to all of them. 
our community can finally regain its normalcy and breathe a collective sigh of relief. This would not have happened without the collaboration and efforts on behalf of a multitude of agencies. I need to thank the governor, Colonel Paris, Lieutenant Colonel Bivens for his unflappable and dedicated leadership, the U.S. Marshals, the Chester County Detectives, the FBI, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, the Department of Emergency Services, the Sheriff's Department, and every single person who went out into the field in the most horrendous conditions. We had weather problems, we had terrain problems, and a, and a ton of obstacles that prevented our capture from occurring as, ex, ex, as expediently as we wanted. We have the best people in the business, and we never lost faith that this capture would occur. We knew that it was just a matter of time. The scope of this manhunt was extremely impressive. The brave men and women who went, there, went out there every single day are our heroes. And I am proud to be a part of this collective team of, of people who worked around the clock to bring this man to justice during this monumental challenge. They utilized every piece of advanced technology, dogs, drones, helicopters, every asset available was put out for this capture. I can't express our gratitude deep enough to all of them and to the community for their support. We received dozens and dozens of donations, well wishes, and kind support from everyone in the community. And we thank this firehouse for housing us. We know we disrupted their lives for a while. One of the first calls we made upon learning about this capture was to the Brandau family, who, as you can imagine, had been living in a complete nightmare. This is the they murder victim's so family. To the men and women who helped with this capture. I'm just going to, if we can lower that just a moment. And and I, I think it was important. Hi, Dawn Stensland. Good morning. Breaking news coverage, making international news this morning. Chester County, Pennsylvania State Police, hundreds of law enforcement at all levels being thanked and deserved kudos for sure as they're being hailed as heroes for catching this convicted killer armed and dangerous. And we hear a, a glimpse of the story, and in a moment we'll get more of those details, that in fact he still, as he was crawling through the underbrush there, armed with a loaded rifle, a convicted killer who also is wanted in Brazil for murder, at least one murder that we know of, kept that loaded rifle with him and needed to be forcibly taken. They released those canines, and he was bitten at least once that we know of, so no injuries that we're hearing of, and none of those canines apparently injured. We'll continue to listen for any details on that one. But this guy was fighting till the bitter end, was taken forcibly. And so no doubt we'll face future charges, right? That he was, he stole this gun, was uh, forcibly taken fighting against law enforcement. But for me personally, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, for me personally, this the fact that this is making national news right now, and you see Governor Shapiro, a Democrat, in Pennsylvania, surrounded by law enforcement, armed law enforcement, and in, in mostly in blue, this this to me marks the formal end of the defund the police movement. The, here we see they're going overboard in thanking and expressing gratitude to the heroes. To me, this is, and we can say this on a national level, this news conference, this event, the formal end, the 
final nail in the coffin to the defund the police movement. As Democrats have realized, and the, this is voters have realized, and I believe, and I'm talking about leadership, in other words, uh, the Democrats in leadership, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and beyond, have realized what a failing what a failing slogan that was and what a disaster it was. And hope, my hope and prayer is that as we thank these law enforcement officers out here and you see the exhaustion in their face as they, you know, they were combating, uh, you know, tough terrain, really a, a heat wave that went on for a week and then horrible storms, including overnight there. And working overtime as they were just serving the community. And then as well, you saw the community. I have relatives texting me, hey, you know this firehouse where they're, they're live from right now? Yeah, that's where we were going and bringing supplies, homemade baked goods, and, and just cases of water and coffee and saying, hey, thank you. Thank you for your service. That's how the community was responding. And now we see that reflected by leadership, including Democrats, who are finally getting back on board. But I think we need to punctuate this and say this is a true end. It's notable. It's a moment where we can say goodbye, defund the police movement, and thank God for that. It's also notable that nine years ago yesterday, right, that marks that shooting, that railed tragedy, on the Pennsylvania State Police barracks in Blooming Grove Township, where a scumbag, Eric Frine, had had murdered Corporal Byron Dixon II, 38 years young, a seven-year veteran, just slaughtered by that coward. And as well, 31-year-old Trooper Alex Douglas, a 10-year veteran, to this day, to this day, is is suffering lifelong scars and injuries because of that loser who, uh, in, in just a cowardice way, had opened fire on those Pennsylvania State trooper troopers and then, of course, was subsequently fined, sentenced to death. But you see Bivens, remember, he was demoted after and, and sort of blamed and thrown under the bus after that September 12th tragedy that, uh, un, you know, happened in 2014. Now for Bivens... You know, hopefully this is uh, for him on a, on a personal level as he persevered. And you see the exhaustion on he looks, the guy looks like he's lost 20 pounds during this. And uh, you can see the look on his face as he takes some questions. Let's, let's pop back in if we may and listen in. You want to hear more, Greg? And Greg Stocker, thanks for, you know, as we cover this major breaking story, let's hear Bivens as he takes Q&A from reporters. All the arrests taking place. There was some criticism about the photo op that was taken with the fugitive. Can you explain how that's unbelievable procedure, or what's the reasoning behind the photo op with the fugitive? Uh, you know, I'm aware that there was a photo op that was uh, taken out there. Those uh, men and women worked amazingly hard through some very trying circumstances. They're proud of their work. I'm not bothered at all by the fact that they uh, took a photograph Good. with him in custody. Again, they're proud of their work. They kept the community safe. Uh, I say thanks to them and good job. Sir, did he say, sir, did he say anything in the moment that he was captured and you released the name of the canine officer who bit him during his capture? Uh, Great we will question. probably not be releasing uh, the name. Uh, and in terms of anything that he said, 
uh, we, we need to use an interpreter, and he has been taken back to the station, and, and at that point, uh, we will attempt to interview him at the Avondale station. Did he say anything upon capture? Uh, I'm not aware of it. Uh, if he did, uh, I, I don't have that information. Your officers were authorized to use the lethal force if he didn't actively surrender. Was the goal to always take him in alive? That's always our first, uh, first choice and preference. Uh, again, that option is only to prevent the escape of a very dangerous individual. Had they not been able to contain him, that would have remained an option. Who specifically made the arrest? Which organization? It was a combination. It was a combined group of uh, the Border Patrol and PSP. When he went into the van, he was stripped and had his uh, tattoos photographed. Is that normal procedure? Yes. It's evidence. Wait, I'm sorry. You, you'd ask first, man. Uh, he was proned out. Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I've not been told that he was asleep. I'm told that he was proned out, trying to hide, and then began to crawl away. Was it the same location? It was in that uh, close proximity to that. Yes. Uh, no one was uh, assisting him at that point. Sir, what was the agency that was flying the helicopter that first um, spotted the key? Uh, that was the DEA, and that was a fixed-wing aircraft. Were you worried as, as law enforcement that you had to down the plane and there could be another chance for escape? I mean, that's obviously the plane had to land, but what kind of risk did that, did you have to calculate? Well, you know, as I've told you throughout this investigation, there are always things we have to contend with. Everything isn't scripted and doesn't go perfectly. And so it's just another challenge. Uh, worried, I don't think, is the word that I would use. Uh, we simply had to adapt. And so we secured that inner perimeter while always keeping our outer perimeter secure so that if he did manage to get out of that inner, we would box him in yet again. You know, I don't know that he was particularly skilled. He was desperate, and I've said that all along. You have an individual whose choice is go back to prison and spend the rest of your life in a place you don't want to be or continue to try and, and evade capture. He chose the evade capture. Uh, he was in good shape, obviously uh, able to climb, as you saw, to get out of prison, but, uh, but ultimately... Uh, as I said all along, we had an amazing team assembled here, capabilities that are just very formidable, and, uh, and I was confident all along that he would eventually be captured, and, and ultimately this team, and I credit all of them, uh, for bringing together their collective experience, the resources, and being able to apply that and, and capture him. It's never easy to find someone who doesn't want to be found in a very large area. Sir, there was, uh, previously, you said you were reserving comment on if anybody was helping him throughout the search. I know you said no one helped him this morning. Can you say now that he's in custody whether he received help these last 13 days? Uh, there were people who were intent and intended to assist him. We had been successful, uh, to the best of my knowledge, we had been successful in preventing that assistance from reaching him. Is that you assistant? Yes. There had been some frustration, some criticism from the public as this was stretching on. Now that it's over, do you consider this anything other than a success? No, it was absolutely a success. And i got to tell you, I think uh, by and large the public stayed amazingly supportive. I had uh, some third grade students stop by yesterday and drop off letters and notes of support yes. 
for all of these uh, responders. We put them out for, for them to see at uh, briefing time and things. That's the kind of support we saw from this community. There will always be criticism. There will always be people who think they can do this job better, and, and they're entitled to that opinion. Uh, what I would tell you is, again, I put my faith in this group of experts, this group of seasoned law enforcement professionals, the dedicated men and women, not only of the Pennsylvania State Police, but of all of the other partner agencies who went out there every day. I'll put my money on them any day of the week, and, and I believe the community supported them and continues to. Will they be charged with escape, and when will those charges be filed? We'll be discussing with the district attorney what, if any, charges uh, will be filed. But uh, for right now, again, there is a commitment, and he is going to begin serving his life sentence at a state correctional institution. Uh, she is in the uh, deportation proceedings. Good. That will proceed as had been initiated. So that's his sister that w is illegal. I do not. Other than the rifle, what did he have with him? Did he have anything else? Uh, just the clothing and things that he was wearing. Did he attempt to shoot? Did he attempt to try to, to engage? He did not have an opportunity to, no, sir. All right, so is this, if, there, if anything else, any other news breaks out of the details, but you've been listening to live coverage, and this is the capture within the past uh, little over two hours ago of escaped killer and inmate Danilo Cavalcante captured thanks to the hard work of local law enforcement. I'd said a, a moment ago that I feel this being carried nationally, making international news, is the end of the defund the police movement, that it's the, it's the final nail in that coffin. And a friend of the original Zioli Army, Sid Weiss, dear friend, says, no way uh, is this the end of defund the police. I disagree. And uh, I responded to you, Sid, I hope it's the end. I fear you are right, my wise friend. But I do believe politically it's a bad talking point. But it's no surprise that when this was being carried live across our region and across the nation, that on social media people began to criticize the fact that law enforcement, as they had the suspect, the convicted killer, up and handcuffed they took they were taking photographs and in fact took a group photo with those arresting officers right now to me i i also would submit to you that part of that is because sometimes somebody will come back with a lawyer and say oh i was taken by force and i didn't do anything and they brutalized me and they did such and such so sometimes to me personally that's important to capture the evidence of the scene and it's standard that they do take pictures like that, especially of the tattoos, pictures of any wounds that he may have. We're hearing that one of the canines bit him as he was trying to still get away, as he was armed with that rifle. But thankfully, he was crawling was beneath a wood pile because we know that he would, during the day side especially, he would hide out and then he would come out at night. I'll also tell you he was... Where they caught him under that wood pile, under that area, uh, have some relatives in the area, and they said not far, very close, in fact, to a park where, you know, children off, especially moms who maybe have groups of kids, parents and grandparents, where the bigger kids are at school, and you might take your toddler, your baby. It's a place where a lot of moms in yoga pants, as Rich Zioli always used to joke about, would gather 
right? And uh, on a beautiful morning like this, perhaps. And here this guy was not so far um, from from actually a, a park where families gathered. So that's a, that's a little creepy too. But this is a, a well-known firehouse in the area and now turning into the command center. And I, I did love the image of everybody gathering there and showing gratitude to whether they're volunteer firefighters, local first responders, as well as Border Patrol officers and Pennsylvania State Police. And you'll note that the ones who it looks like moved in and also the canine units, but they were those Border Patrol units. They're the ones in the camouflage gear and uh, with those, you know, powerful rifles and so on. And that was that was also an image in the suburbs or in the city, for example, that you don't see. I mean, everywhere you drove, and when I've been out there recently during this search, you know, it's something that you don't see a whole lot of, that presence of beefed-up um, police patrols. So your thoughts, if you have any thoughts on this, we'll continue to follow it. I am getting um, <clears throat> relatives and, and seeing DMs, but a relative wrote, oh, sure, now uh, they catch him, and Shapiro shows his face and takes credit. You know, that's a common, I think that's going to be a common theme. But to the mainstream media, and if we think about that I-95 news conference that Shapiro was choppered in on, and now here you see Shapiro, and um, it's a good look. I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. This, this is Josh, Governor Josh Shapiro, who is a Democrat, who has run on a unity kind of platform. And I know many of you will disagree that that he has gone back on on some campaign promises but from a PR standpoint this is a win this is a major win in the win column for governor Josh Shapiro who comes in he led off that news conference but as well he stood back and stood behind these officers and law enforcement as he turned the news conference over to them that's a good look too that you don't want to dominate the news conference. You want to say, hey, I'm grateful to you. Thank you. Great job. And let them carry it on. So I know Shapiro is taking a, a couple questions now. Do you want me to take that back? You mentioned it. Uh, I don't have the name. Question. Right now. With, with, was there any body cam footage or doggy cam footage in the situation? That's a great question. Doggy cam, canine cam. That's a great idea. Yes. Can we talk about the, the expertise of Border Patrol being here to to make that arrest? Do you want to? What, what, what your experience played in, how that made a, you could, you could step up? Sure. Now, Border Patrol is trained in tracking and pursuing. From the time an agent comes on duty, assigned to the south, southwest border, they get lots of experience tracking and trailing people. And then with our, our technology and other resources that just aids in the, the searches like uh, this this one. Different terrain than, than normally what you're working with, correct? So Border Patrol is assigned to both the northern border and the southwest border, so we got training and experience in all types of terrain. Can you just tell specifically what you did here? What did you do here? We assisted uh, the state and federal, state and local partners with our resources, whether performing uh, observation at night, um, search searches during the day, searches during night, and then obviously we had our uh, our tactical teams here. Question for Governor Shapiro. Governor, yesterday you described just not 24 hours ago, right here, that you were calm. 
and that your commanders over this operation were also coming. In hindsight, how did you balance the obvious pressures from outside that were forever saying, fight the investment? Look, we had a job to do, and that was to capture Cavalcante. And I had the absolute best Shapiro. team working on this. I'm proud to be associated with the Pennsylvania State Police and all the law enforcement uh, leaders who were behind me, federal, state, and local. We knew we had the best, and we knew, as Colonel Bivens said multiple times, he was desperate, and it was just a matter of time. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of them. And I want to come back to two questions over here that are related uh, to Mr. Holden's question. Um, one was about the assets that we deployed beyond the people. I hope that the public takes great pride in the technology, in the canines, uh, and in all of the assets that were brought to bear here. We ask a lot of the public through their tax dollars to support the police, to support law enforcement at every level. And they got a front row seat here in Chester County and across Pennsylvania to see the extraordinary work not only these individuals do, but the great technology we're able to bring to bear to ultimately capture um, dangerous suspects like this. The public should take great pride in that. And then to the gentleman's question there in the suit, um, folks, whoever had their Eagles hoodie stolen, if you could let us know, I'll do my best to get you one of those new Kelly Green ones, okay? Governor, can I just ask you, two escapes, uh, two different individuals from the same prison in the same year. What do you say to people who live in this area to what is happening at the Chester County Prison and what are you guys going to do Great question. forward to try and prevent this kind of thing from ever happening again? Here in Pennsylvania, our system may be a little different from other states. We have state correctional institutions and then we have county jails. In this case, the Chester County Jail um, is run by Chester County officials. They'll answer uh, those questions as to what occurred and what changes are ultimately going to be made. Certainly, the State Department of Corrections will be here to assist um, in any reviews or in any other work that they need done to make sure that that facility is secured. They obviously have a lot of work to do there, um, and I'm confident on the leadership of uh, Chairwoman Moskowitz and, uh, and District Attorney Ryan and other leaders in the county, they'll get that done. Is it estimated that the cost of the manhunt is about a million a day? I, I can't. Um, you know, put a price tag on it. We'll Forbes do says 1.6 sure million a week. can be tallied up is and is shared with the public at the state level. I can't speak for our local or federal partners. Governor, you, mentioned, you mentioned the pattern of, of what time of day you would travel. Were there any other patterns that you picked up on that were key in, in, in tracking and containing them? And then uh, there were there were a number of things that um, that we picked up on and. Uh, it, 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 he didn't follow the same pattern every single time. Um, seemed to like to travel uh, via creek beds. He liked other paths of less resistance, wood lines, power lines, gas lines, that type of thing. And that's actually fairly normal. Um, nobody wants to have to uh, uh, force their way through very heavy underbrush and things. Uh, and, and again, I mentioned the time of day. But, uh, but all of that, combined with some outstanding work and technology, is really what, uh, what brought this to a successful conclusion. Yeah, and so for there, if we hear more that gleans any, any kind of image into what led them as far as 
or I should say, how this guy evaded law enforcement for this long. We know that it was that heat-sensing technology, and we've talked a lot about that this morning, and we'll talk about it more as far as why it didn't work as well amid the heat wave and how weather impacts it. So we'll continue on. I will just mention that uh, along with Sid Weiss, Vax Free Deplorable says, come on, Dawn, you're a smart lady. You know this isn't the end, and referring to my comment that, I believe, and you know I'm always glass half full, uh, but I I do believe this is important imaging of the defund the police movement, that we need to end it. Uh, Governor Shapiro, a Democrat, mentioning, even mentioning the word funding and taxpayer dollars, funding police, funding technology, and you hear Lieutenant Colonel Bivens, wisely, uh, then then picks up on that and basically repeats that. And and so to me that is significant, but uh, yeah, you you're saying, come on, you're a smart lady, you know this is not the end. And then were were the rights you bring up were the rights of uh, this suspect, this you know convicted killer, were the rights uh, were his rights violated? How was he treated in prison? Did the cops kick him around a bit? Do you know? Of course, he had a terrible life, and the hatred against beautiful immigrants caused mental issues. And your point is well taken. And that's why I love that Lieutenant Colonel Bivens shot back when a reporter said, well, what about that picture? And you're getting criticized for the officers taking pictures and so on. And he just shot that down and said, no, I don't have a problem with that. They, you know, they worked tirely, tirelessly to catch this guy, convicted killer, a danger to the community, armed and dangerous. And uh, no, so there's thank goodness for that. And and but your your points are very well taken. But. For me, truthfully, I know we've had such an issue with recruitment, and and it's it's tough. Who would want to be a cop right now? Who would want to be in law enforcement? This is also a great image to show all those law enforcement officers the camaraderie they shared, and as well the images of a community that has come together and just made them baked goods, dropped off school children who were locked out of their schools because of this thing, you know, writing letters, thank you letters, thank you. Officer, thank you for keeping me, my mommy, my daddy safe. I mean, how beautiful is that? Wonderful. And so we'll we'll get into that more, but just those perspectives. 855-839-1210. Some of you reacting on social media, and I've been passing those along to you to my comment that this marks the end of the defund the police movement, the way that all of those speaking out this morning talked about the importance of law enforcement and the ability of law enforcement to be supported by the community, as well as the technology and all the all the tools that they need, especially with technology nowadays, uh, to catch a dangerous criminal like this in our community. But we've been covering this all morning. It broke during Kale and Company. You heard Nick Kale talking about it. And I can tell you for all of us, um, Greg Stocker, Anthony Dorenzo, I see Dom Giordano is in the next studio preparing and getting exclusive new information, new in, uh, interviews, working on that with his producer, Big Dan. Rich Zioli, uh, you know, right around, what, it was 8.15 when this started breaking. And Rich texting, saying, hey, you guys, are you seeing this? We're live and local here, and that's important to us, to bring you the local story instead of some canned pre-taped show uh we're not broadcasting for example from from kansas city okay and that's when being local matters we're here on the ground we live here i live here and and i and i'm my kids are in school here my family members i have a family member who 
literally had their kids walking by that area where this this worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Scumbag, you know, killer uh, has been roaming loose with an armed, you know, with a, with a loaded gun. That matters. And so thank you to our crew here locally that we're here. We're covering this for you. And, and that, that gives us a, a great feeling. And I love, I do, I love uh, to hear Democrats thanking the police and praising the police for keeping us safe. And I love Lieutenant Colonel Bivens just shouting down that, you know, the idiocy of anybody who's going to question law enforcement who've been working tirelessly for 14 days, day 14 right now. Technically, it's 14 days if you go Thursday, Friday, right? Day 14 right now that they've been out there and and working OT, 12-hour shifts, right? Around the clock. They didn't get to celebrate Labor Day. They didn't get to see the kids off to the first day of school, right? They're, they're in the community working hard. And so I love that they're being celebrated. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, and Beach Chair says, too, I, I hope it's the end. I fear you're right. Uh, talking about defund the police. I can't help but talk about that. By the way, uh, Denise, my friend, we've, you know, we've become friends. When you, when you hire the Chapman family team, you end up spending time with folks and picking everything out, making sure it's just right. But she said, oh, I just heard you. I'm getting into the car. And uh, she and Mike have got, um, got some Eagles tickets. They're going to the game tomorrow night for the home opener, and we're going to get together. And she's also somebody, by the way, who's worked in the military and served our country. Those are the high-quality kind of people the Chapman's hire. So I just want to give that shout-out as well. There's so much going on as we continue the coverage. And, yeah, I, I don't have any indication that this escaped killer who's now going to face, he's going to reportedly be transported to Greaterford, but serving out his life sentence for the killing of a of a mom in front of her kids, stabbing her dozens of times. I don't hear any rumbling about the fact 
that he will be deported or extradited, as we say, even though in Brazil the prosecutors there have been sounding off on this and have been saying, no, 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 you know, we want justice too. Let this guy come back to Brazil and be extradited. So I know the Border Patrol wasn't, or excuse me, ICE was brought in for this, and I had been, you know, I'd held a little bit of hope that maybe he would be extradited because I think that's important. Somebody who comes here to this country to escape violent criminal type charges in their own country and come here illegally. I think that's an important message to say, no, 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 you're not going to get the great treatment and rights that prisoners in the United States of America get if you get convicted here or caught. I think it's important that we say, uh, no, you got to be extradited and go back to your home country and, and face imprisonment there. So I, you know, they're saying, well, the victim here needs needs justice. Well, what about the fact, what if the victim's family here in our area in Pennsylvania, I, I wonder if they've questioned them and said, well, what would you want? If he could go back to Brazil and face justice there, I, I, th- I think th- I would like to hear that victim's rights piece of it. I, I know we're dealing with federal immigration laws, state laws and all of that. But I, to Anthony Dorenzo, you know, 855-839-1210, if you want to sound off, I wonder what Anthony thinks. I wonder what Jimmy thinks. But, I mean, Anthony, you think about this. This is a mother murdered, her family speaking out. They were terrified that this guy wasn't far escaped. Were they, you know, was he coming for them? Some of them testified. Yeah. I don't know. I think the thing that I was a little shocked by was they took him alive because I know we, we heard that shoot to kill order if they did find him. I guess because he was hiding in a shed and he had no real chance to retaliate that they did take him alive. I saw people on social media already saying the only reason they took him alive was because he had that Eagle sweatshirt on. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, I think to your point, it does seem like the Brazil trial could be the most likely. It gets them away from the family here, and it gives them, you know, to your point about justice, that's probably the most justice because, I mean, they're going to, they're going to slap him with a life sentence here either way. And I don't know how that, like you said, when it comes to international courts, I don't know mm-hmm. how that transfer how would work. But I I mean, what, are they trying to give him a life sentence, it sounds like, here, and then they're deporting his sister. Yeah. So, I, I mean, either way, thank God they finally caught him. And it is refreshing to hear, I mean, the pandering from Shapiro with calling a, I might get some booze for this. I mean... That's good. That's good. That's good. I've criticized him a lot, but that I wonder. I wonder if that's just cuff, or is that part of the written yeah, speech? And he could, credit to him. As far as if you're looking at a just a pure public relations imaging, mm-hmm. um, great imaging. The fact that he and yes, he's an Eagles fan and grew up in the Abington Montgomery County area. Huge Eagles fan. So yeah, saying that you know we'll try to get you another Eagle sweatshirt. It was perfectly everything was perfectly played it really was and and also the fact that he's able to lead off the news conference i would love to know if that's what held up the news conference for him to chop her in probably uh, that would be yeah i would I, love I to assume. know that but i suspect that because they said nine thirty, then it was delayed and i thought maybe it was because they were waiting for the prisoner to be you know to get in place that he wasn't on the road but then when I saw Shapiro lead it off, I thought, nope, they were waiting for the governor. Anytime there's yeah. a delay with a press conference, yeah. it is because of the politician. <clears throat> yeah. whether, whether Biden, whether Shapiro, it doesn't matter yeah. who it is. But from a PR, if I'm, if I'm consulting, right, just from 
TV news, all of my, you know, years of experience, I'm just going to tell you that I would say that was textbook. Everything, everything was good and done well. And the fact that also, if you're that governor, then you congratulate everybody. You talk about team, you talk about unity, you thank the, the police officers, especially since the PSP, of course, endorsed him when he ran. And now he steps back and lets them all speak. Then he closed it off. And so that he didn't take it over. He had a little levity with the Eagles joke, got that in there. And so, bada bing, but it, it was, it was, I'm just going to say, give him credit. He did a good job and he did the same thing on I-95. Quite frankly, I'm amazed Joe Biden, they didn't chopper him in too, like they did on the I-95. Hold a little rally and a celebration there. But anyway, I will say as well that everybody sees through some of the stuff and through the politics. And that's why it was important that he not overtake that news conference, that he just lead it off. Thank everybody. Step back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.